Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. Someone just asked me, Saren, how do you make a decision? How do you make a decision? You had to make so many decisions in your life, in your healthcare, in your business. How do you make them? And it actually made me laugh because I realized no one ever taught me how to make a decision. Did they teach you? Did you actually get trained in how to make a decision? It's probably one of the most important things that we should teach. Now, problem solving, like math problem solving, I think it's a little different. I see how that could translate into solving everyday problems. But what I realized is that most people have no idea how to solve a problem by making a decision. Does this make sense to you? Because it became so clear to me. Very few parents teach their kids how to make a decision. I think consequences happen because we can all make bad decisions growing up or even in our later life. But this got me thinking how many decisions we have to make when we're diagnosed with cancer. And the very first decision is, are you going to live or are you going to die? A lot of people do not want to go through this challenge, and they just will themselves to die. Now, I know you might not think that can happen, but I'm telling you from helping people living with cancer for 24 years, I've seen people with just a little bit of cancer say to me that they weren't going to do this, they weren't going to go through it, and very quickly expire. And then I've seen people who just decide no matter what they say, they're going to figure out a way how to live a very long time. And then there's a lot of people in the middle, of course. But did you ever think about how you make a decision? This is an incredible idea. So in terms of cancer treatment, there are decisions on what doctor to go to, what hospital to go to, what treatment plan are you going to go with? Are you going to go out of pocket? Are you going to go with your in-service providers, even if you don't have confidence in them or you don't like them? Some of that could be driven by a financial decision, but you still have to make that financial decision that you're not going to leverage yourself in order to go through cancer treatment. It really goes on and on, including 
how are you going to approach your cancer? Are you going to ignore it, be in denial? Are you going to try to learn everything you can about your treatments? Or are you just going to follow what your doctor says with blind faith? Some people may choose alternative or complementary medicine and not go with traditional medicine. I did it all, honestly. I And I would never tell anybody not to do it all. I just would never make that decision for anybody. But some people I know go 100% complimentary and don't do Western medicine. Again, it's a decision. And how are you making them? Do your decisions just wipe you out? Decision-making just makes you so tired or does it make you overwhelmed? Do you feel a lot of pressure? Are you just that person who has full clarity and boom, you can just whip out decisions right and left and you never second guess yourself. Well, that's rare. That's that's actually rare. Most of us can get ourselves up in a total twist when having to make a decision. And how many of us procrastinate when we have to make a decision? After I got asked this question, I had to do a deep dive into how do you make a decision? How do you make a tough decision? I'm so excited this person asked me this question. I actually generally make a decision and stick by it. And I usually feel confident in my decision, but not always. Once in a while, you think, would I, should I, could I? (laughs) Should I, could I, would I? (laughs) I could say all the variations of that. It's kind of funny. Anyway, there are so many strategies for decision-making. I just wish somebody had told me about it way earlier in my life. And I think it's a little different from problem-solving. I'm a very visual person, so I like to write out my problems. And even beyond words, I like to visualize it with images. So if I have a problem, I will definitely make lists. I'll mind map it, meaning I'll draw boxes of the different categories that are rumbling around in my head. And then I'll put different words or solutions in each one. I'll put ideas, solutions, people that can help all on this visual drawing that I do. And then for me, things just seem a lot clearer. When I can map it out, I can usually find a solution and a decision. But what do the experts say about how you do this? It was overwhelming that experts said weigh the pros and cons, which is partly what I do with the map out that I talked about. A lot of experts said, don't feel pressured by time. If you can, give yourself a lot of time to make a decision. Try not to just have to make them super quickly, but sometimes life gives you that, right? So try to give yourself a time with a good rest period. So if you can get a good night's sleep or a good nap, then approach your decisions. Try not to do them tired. 
Consider all the possibilities, even if they're far-fetched. Think about it in a 360 view. Whatever the decision that you have to make is, make lists, and that will put you in a better place to make a good decision. Seeking out help can be an incredible way to solve a problem or make a decision. You can go to your clergy. You can go to a mentor, a family member that you respect, a colleague. There's so many people willing to give us advice. There's also free hotlines if you need advice on something that's covered in a hotline. There are so many hotlines, hotlines for abuse, for marriage counseling, for different diseases, for financial issues, emotional issues, psychological issues. Lots of people who are willing to give you advice for free and help you make a decision. I've also heard create a diary. Start writing down the things that you have to make decisions on so that they're not just being crammed down your throat. Calendarize decisions that you have to make. So I don't know the website that I got my first bit of information from, but if you want to check it out, it's just reach out is the name of the website. And I just liked some of the ideas that they got me to think about. I also found a really cool article called 50 Tips to Help You Make Hard Decisions According to Experts. And that was written by Liz Schumer and it was published in 2022. Now, she gives a really interesting quote that during the pandemic, The Harris Poll on behalf of the American Psychological Association found that almost one-third of adults said sometimes they were so stressed out about the pandemic that they struggled to make even the most basic decisions. That's staggering. One-third of our adult population felt that these decisions were just overwhelming. And the article went on to say that millennials fared the worst at 48% saying they were having a hard time just making basic decisions. Wow. The way that pandemic impacted our mental health. 61% people surveyed said that the last couple of years during the pandemic made them rethink their entire lives. That's huge. Two-thirds of the people said the pandemic helped them rethink their lives. That's incredible. So a lot of people wonder why we have such a hard time making decisions. I think it's because we don't give our brain time to rest. We're always on technology and the world has gotten so loud. So it's hard to just sit in silence for so many people. It's hard not to be double tasking or multitasking. This brain fatigue is a real thing. And you add chemo brain into that. If you're having a hard time making a decision, well, look at why the brain can actually get really tired. 
And it's really asking us to create moments and opportunities of silence and stillness. And it really needs a lot of sleep. So start thinking back, trace it back. If you're having a hard time making a decision, is it because you're not sleeping enough? Is it because you're not eating the right foods and nourishing your brain and your body? Why? So decision-making can actually be easier when you've rested, when you've eaten right. This is incredible. We have the ability to become better decision-makers just by these outside forces. So I started thinking that feeling empowered and not being a victim is a really interesting way to make decisions. A lot of people are reacting and making decisions from a reaction versus actually having time to really think and the space to really think about everything that's going on in your lives. So don't underestimate the power of silence, of resting your brain. Now, I have a friend who has a brain company And she actually really thinks that we should do puzzles and games and engage in a lot of activity just to keep the mind fertile. So some people like to use decision trees. Let me try to explain it to you. Picture a tree, but this is also just a way to visually map out what you're trying to decide about. So you define your main issue. Then you add potential decisions and outcomes, each in its own box or leaf. And then you expand those thoughts one by one until you come to endpoints, till you've exhausted the different avenues of that decision. And then you look at it, you calculate the risk and the reward for each of those paths, and then you evaluate the outcomes. Does this make sense? It's just one method for making a decision. There are a lot of free templates online to make a decision tree. I also have seen a way to make it in Word or to make it in Excel if you prefer. If you don't like using computers, then just hand draw it. So sometimes we just use our gut instinct to make a decision. And there's a book called The Millionaire Mind where they studied the behaviors, habits, and mindsets of 733 millionaires and multimillionaires. The author, Thomas J. Stanley, Ph.D., wrote that he discovered that one reason these people became successful was because of their intuition. And he included Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, all in this research. So what does that feel like for you? Is that your gut instinct? Have you tapped into it? Do you know what that feels like? Becky Walsh wrote this blog in the Huffington Post in 2015 
called How to Make Great Decisions Without Thinking. And she goes into some pretty interesting concepts that there are four kinds of intuitive systems. Somatic, which is physically knowing. Mental, a right hemisphere skill. Empathy, emotionally knowing. And spiritual, knowing something that seems to come from somewhere outside of your own wisdom. So I've always lived a lot by my gut. I've made a lot of decisions about my cancer treatment by not only weighing the statistics and the data, but also trusting my gut, that part of me that relies on those four different systems that we've talked about. But for this episode, I'm really interested in how people make very logical decisions. What process do you use? What process do the scientists say work for making a decision? That's what made me really curious. Psychologist Rachel Laren Montoni says that if you really develop your solid decision-making skills, it will increase your confidence. So here are eight strategies that I found on Healthline to help you make decisions. And one of the contributing psychologists, Liz White, said, first and foremost, identify your goals and values and make sure they align. That's one of the quickest ways to get to an effective decision that you're not going to regret. Next is narrow down your choices. So after you've identified your goals and then you've looked at how your values align with those goals, then you want to narrow down the choices. The less choices you have, the easier this will be. So really try to think about what are the core choices. Next thing is reconnect with your physical body. That means take a break, relax, meditate, do breathing exercises or yoga, and then really think about these decisions. That idea came from a family therapist named Lindsay Ferris. There was a 2015 review that found that meditation can really help support better decision-making because it increases your awareness and non-judgmental acceptance. It boosts empathy. It helps regulate your emotions. It promotes reflective thinking and it reduces impulsivity. Next, you want to consider getting a second opinion. I'm really big on talking to people about choices that I'm making and ideas that I'm considering, especially when it involves my health. I love second opinions. I love expert opinions, and I love opinions of other survivors and patients that have been through the situation and have survived. Next, make a balance sheet or a decision tree or map it out. But it can be as simple as two columns, one for pros and one for cons. Just all the positive things about doing this action and all the things that you're feeling could be a negative consequence or somebody else thought about it and gave you that solution. Charts and lists really help me. I'm a big chart maker, a big list maker, because I 
very visual thinker. Next, consider the best and worst case scenario. Go there. This idea came from the therapist Montoni. Really look at what's the worst case scenario and the best case scenario that could happen after you list all those pros and cons. It gives you a bunch of security to think that maybe you've thought of everything. My experience is things always show up out of left field, but at least you'll have a roadmap for thinking about what you're going to do. Next, try journaling. Journaling can really help you think about something over time, look back, negotiate with yourself, examining your doubts and fears. There's really good insight that comes from journaling. And if you have time, this can be a very effective way to make the decision. Therapist Ferris says, did you think about your choice and does it make you feel energized or drained and why? That is awesome. Great journaling point. Think about things that you might not have included in your first pro and con list. And if anything pops up for you while you're journaling, add it. Next, visualize yourself five years from now after you've made that choice. And then journal about what your life would be like five years from now on a typical day. That's really powerful. I have a friend who's considering moving and I'm definitely gonna share these tips with her because that's a really cool way to think about where you wanna live next. Lastly, pretend someone you love is facing this decision and then write them a letter offering them your advice. Isn't it always easier to help somebody else than think about your own life? One of the really comforting parts about being me, I guess, is that I do know I'm super resilient. And if by some reason I've headed down the wrong path or made the wrong decision, I'm pretty resilient at bouncing back. So you have to remind yourself that you're a survivor and that you can adapt. And even if it's scary to make a bad choice, you can always course correct. That's why it's called a mistake. It's a mistake. It's like you took a road and it wasn't right and you missed the right road and now you can go back and take a new take and hopefully this one won't be a mistake, a mistake, of course. And you can just put yourself on the right path. So in a weird way, there's no wrong choice because you can always adapt. What I learned from all of this research is that this is a process. You get better at decision-making the more you work the process and that there's really no right or wrong way. Everybody will develop their own technique that works for them. But finding guidance from others, meditating and journaling, doing decision trees, mapping out your decision, looking at the pros and cons, are all really cool ways to get yourself to healthy decisions. There are so many funny jokes about making a decision. 
The memes are out of control. One is a man and above its head, it says my boss. And then he's just holding a deck of cards facing you. Like pick a card, any card. Just that's how he makes his decisions. There's another one where it shows one guy saying, make a decision. And then in the next frame, it just says procrastinate. (laughs) I would love to hear how you make your decisions. Go to comedycares.org, hit the record button and share it with me. Or go to the menu and hit the contact button and just write it to me. Let me know how you're doing decisions and if you have any tips for me. And I would love to hear how some of these tips go for you. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you guys know this, but Beating Cancer Daily is a listener and donor-supported podcast and community. So if you have some extra change, I'd love you to go to ComedyCures.org and make a donation today of whatever level is comfortable for you. And it will be tax-deductible to the extent allowed by law because Comedy Cures is a nonprofit 501c3 organization founded from my chemo chair, April 1999, and we've been going strong ever since. So please consider making a donation today and help our community and this podcast thrive. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.